I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, hey there, gutsy fucker. A few quick points here today. Number one, seems like a fitting topic as we head into the holidays or are reflecting on one's past. Keep this under your belt if you're engaging with the clan anytime soon. Number two, I say family a lot in this post, but it is relevant for any social contact that fits the bill, with romantic ones and tightly knit social circles being common sources of the same shit we are about to cover. Number three, I don't mean to scare anyone with this information, just to prepare you and to try to explain both sides of the experience for everyone. So, last time we said, always remember that what you're doing, trying to improve the brain you've adaptively developed so far for better outcomes in the future, and having the self-awareness and accountability to do so, is really fucking scary. And you are doing it anyways, which is the definition of being really fucking brave, Because it requires looking at the parts you don't want to see and figuring out how to work with them to change the future, to take control of your life instead of letting past circumstances dictate everything else, to rewrite your story, to be super lame. So I vehemently say, good fucking job. I hope you recognize the strength that it takes just to get to where you are so far. The easier route is to wind up with parts that are just like mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and everyone else to let your brain be wired the way that it was wired and everyone else can deal with it or be hated forever when they choose to leave. The harder course is to turn against what's already been stuck in your head and maybe even executed on repeat by analyzing it, contextualizing it, and finding solutions to pull yourself out of it in real life day after day. It's energetically costly, it's time costly, and it can be ego costly. For those with a pretty shallow sense of self, one that's based on maintaining the illusion that 
they're fine. It's the rest of the world that's the problem. You know, it's not really going to be their cup of tea. Deep diving into personal memories that might include some unfavorable actions of their own. And uh, clearly, this is not what everyone is subscribing to. Hence, why most people don't have the guts to do this work and instead choose to believe that people never change. They can't. Well, they can't only if they never try through daily effort to allow that brain to significantly change. So if you're doing it, I guess you're a real motherfucker, huh? Hmm. Anyways, today we're not only here to recognize your work, but also to talk about the idea of breaking the cycle and why that's such a massive deal for you, for your family, and for everyone around you. First things first, we know that BDSD is transmissible from plenty of prior episodes this season. We don't need to experience the thing ourselves for our genes to be methylated and our brains to be de developmentally affected. We pick up signals from other people, which forms our brain's interpretation of the world, as well as our emotional and behavioral programs, our call and response patterns to others, our early perspectives that all the rest will be grounded on, and all of our automatic reactions. So yeah, we absorb our family's shit, to put it in layman's terms. Plus, in our families, there's usually a chain of events dating back several generations that can be easily explained by the two major reactions to unregulated people. We, number one, lean into their antics and accidentally become them. Or two, we overcompensate and do everything we can to avoid being anything like them, creating other problems and or an internal battle against those early programmed parts that we tried to overwrite. You might start studying your family and see even those who proclaim that they are nothing like the rest of them, they still have some parts that are eerily similar. Either way, the compensation wheel turns. No one in a system of trauma, such as a family or close friend group, is stoked to have these patterns and personality traits brought up. Everyone likes to think that things are fine, or if things aren't fine, it's entirely whoever's fault. In reality, there are a lot of complicated dynamics going on with interrelated traumas that most likely no one really wants to dive into. This means changing the narrative, your narrative, it comes at a massive cost. It changes entire life histories of the people around you. The stories that have been carried up to this point, all the perspectives that follow, the relationships and the daily living patterns that were created cumulatively, suddenly up for new debate. Hmm. That completely destabilizes a brain, ripping out its foundational perspectives and rewrites entire books from these people's personal libraries of life experiences. 
it could change how they feel about everything for the better, but it would be a very disturbing process to get to that point. So our families and old social contacts generally do not love when we start examining generational opinions, life instructions, and narratives. And that is exactly what we're doing when we get mildly obsessed with understanding our pasts leading to the present. This is one of the reasons that CPTSD families don't care for, number one, therapy or the idea of psychology, maybe even science if they're one of those groups, or two, letting you have the perspective that these events happened to you, period, which might result in you speaking them out loud to others. Generationally traumatized families live in cultures of silence, and they like to control the narratives around them. Hence, all the triangulation and assorted relational abuse. So opening up the stories to outsiders could feel dangerous to people who've supported themselves in a little echo chamber of the same fucked up ideas and justifications, especially if some part of any in-group family member carries guilt or shame about any of the past events. Then the manipulation will begin, a new narrative will be repeated, until everyone is on their side and everyone is trying to bury the past again. So, instead, we are not allowed to talk about what is going on. It's probably something you experienced early in life, hiding your home events from the outside. And it's still the case today. We can't bring it up. We can't meaningfully discuss it. We certainly can't break the family wide open and start pulling strings from their organs. That's dangerous for everyone involved. And that is one of the reasons that breaking the cycle is so difficult. No one else wants you to see the cycle because it is also their cycle, and they've worked very hard to avoid taking a good look so far. So start down the path of trauma recovery. Start marching your way to family and close social network problems. It's uh, pretty universal from what I've gathered in the years of trauma talking. I don't think anyone in the community has reported differently. So I'm going to be honest. Unfortunately, you can pretty well expect to be black sheeped and scapegoated, to experience an uprising in conflict, even with people who seem unrelated to the issues you are trying to resolve, to be purposely cut off from events and news updates, which may or may not be a bad thing, depending. To, and I don't mean to scare anyone, experience some exile as everyone attempts to push the dangerous clan member out for self and other protection. You know, but it'll be framed as the person choosing to leave themselves for reasons that amount to, for no reason, because of hurt feelings or incorrect perspectives. Again, I do not say any of this to freak any trauma recovery newcomers out. Just to speak to the commonality of the situation for those of us already in it, gone through it, 
or approaching it. Shit's wild. Uh, Google down the rabbit hole the missing, missing reasons. If you want to spend a few hours reading up on estranged family member tactics and viewpoints, you will see the family response and interpretations of estrangement events. Yeah, they're they're pretty common. Just saying, consensus is you will feel better about your folks immediately when you see it's all a typical response for a certain set of generations and personality types. It's not about you. It is about them. Anyways, there will be relational trauma in healing your relational trauma. It's a fact. If it hasn't happened yet, you haven't pinged some of the controversial events or patterns yet. For example, my family was cool with my trauma discoveries when they were all related to the loudest member, not when the more subtle trends started to be pulled up and reanalyzed. A very common T-word happening per the community. So, give it time. The trauma exhumation will eventually piss someone off when you hit an unagreed-upon issue. You'll see relationships take some pretty tumultuous turns as you change your brain because you'll bring that inner work outward, integration, to change your behaviors. And those include changing dynamics with your closest social contacts. Even if it goes unspoken, the work and the changes in you will alter your old patterns. And that's going to bring up a lot of unwanted fuel for thought and discomfort from pretty much everyone around you. Even if those changes ultimately are better for everyone, allowing for healthier, better informed about what relationships and well-balanced lives really mean perspectives, established with boundaries even that allow everyone to feel more safe and to live more autonomously, well, your family doesn't know what the fuck any of that is, and they generally don't care to find out. Your current partner, perhaps the same, depending on who they be. Again, it would change these folks' views on everything that happened in the past and require self-accountability to sew those stories back together. So they likely won't respond favorably to your favorable changes. They will revolt. They'll escalate their behaviors to try to get a similar response from you. They'll use increasingly emotional and aggressive tactics to get your attention or to cause a disturbance that requires a response, hoping that they'll get something that they know how to work with out of you. Now, that's just behavioral science, folks. Brains trying to figure out why consequences aren't matching their expectations based on prior experience and increasingly, desperately trying to validate themselves with one of the predicted outcomes. So, yeah, they'll possibly attack you. They'll isolate you. They'll gaslight you. They'll guilt you. They'll give you ultimatums. They'll try to manipulate you. Whatever they usually do, they'll do it. A lot of it. And those efforts will get increasingly obsessive if they don't get the results that they immediately expect. 
Sometimes the only way that we can continue this dynamic for the sake of creating healthier changes in ourselves is to end the dynamic, to go no contact or NC as they call it. The purpose? To allow a brain to fucking operate according to the owner of the organ instead of being forced to jump every time some Something new becomes your responsibility to fix, or someone is having a tantrum, or other unreasonable and unpredictable expectations are placed on your head again. We're trying to make new programs, disrupt old patterns. Then we can't be engaged in the same old shit, or else we're just strengthening them and putting ourselves back into our parts boxes. So... A lot of us get some recovery under our belts and have to take the leap, going no contact. And look, it can feel brutal. That's a really big part of the reason that bravery goes hand in hand with trauma recovery. You will be working against your socially programmed brain, which will try to tell you that the changing, ending, or pausing of relationships Yeah, it means certain danger and detachment from the entire world, that you can't walk the earth without these individuals. Well, that's some old semi-biological and semi-cognitive behavioral science programming that needs to be re-examined, but it's going to require a lot of work just to get there. Understanding your relationship to relationships, your attachment to attachment. It's an obstacle all its own, not to mention all the personal challenges that you face breaking the T-cycle in and of yourself. Obviously, all of this inner work is difficult, resource expensive, and regularly painful. It can feel as terrible as it is ultimately healing at a lot of points. But now consider doing all that trying inner work coupled with the added detriment of doing it without any social support, maybe even with social opposition. And it's a whole new rodeo. Dealing with your own self-accountability and trauma excavations is hard. Add none support on top of it. Life difficulty level cranked up even higher. And let's also not forget that with our highly sensitive powers, and histories of emotional abuse, we're often extra influenceable by the people in our immediate vicinity. Their energies and opinions and perspectives, they have a way of corrupting our own. So we feel this family upset as if it isn't being demonstrated openly enough in all the other ways. Couple that with the instinct to protect them and the empathy to be able to understand that they are also complexly traumatized. And it's a real motherfucking challenge on five different levels, breaking the generational trauma cycle. At times, you might wonder if it's going to break you, the way that it has certainly seemed to break your social connections. But here's the thing to always remember. It's not helping anyone for you to keep suffering. You can't be your best self. You can't give back to people fully. And you might even be teetering on that suicidality point 
stuck in a pattern of assessed defeat and entrapment. So although it's painful for you, recovery is your only option to be able to start really living. Plus, you know, as far as how your healing will impact others, remember that it's also not helping them to keep performing in the same trauma plays for five to infinite generations. It's enabling. It's keeping them in a state of suffering too. And it's allowing them to be dependent on your own unhealed T-brain to support them in staying similarly wounded. A break in the relationship might be exactly what they need to find their own feet again. And also, remember that this doesn't have to be forever. The social obstacles that you are facing, yeah, they can be permanent if that's what your recovery calls for. If they're physically abusive or unregulated to everyone's destruction, yeah, there's no rule that you have to maintain relationships with those who hurt you. That is just an abusive narrative to keep victims entrapped. But if you do want to reestablish relationships, know that it isn't impossible down the line. A no-contact setup is not a death sentence, even if they tell you it is. And they may. Um, I got a don't come to my funeral from my experience. But look, fucker, I have been re-invited to that memorial since. Which is to say, things change. You're changing. They're maybe not changing, but they can. And that can, at this point, possibly only be fostered through seeing someone else successfully doing it, which might take them a long time to believe, and they might have to test you first. But until they do see those changes and desire to join in the march, you don't really want to interact with them anyways. They aren't welcome in your parade. See a billion past warnings about family re-immersion, tethering, failed boundaries, and their ability to pull you backwards into child parts, all already discussed in this series. So, if you still have love for your family, but you just can't engage with them right now, don't fret too much. Give it some time, space, and someday energy, and see if it can heal like your brain has. Always remind yourself when I'm not here to do it for you. You are not a bad person for needing a break. You're doing what you can to help everyone, probably after everything else hasn't worked. And hopefully, someday, maybe, that relationship can be reapproached for the benefit of everybody. And also recall, that's why it's crucial to heal. In order to help the people we care about, we need to be better off ourselves. It's a strange concept when you've been raised in a group of crab bucket people. But the fact is, you can't help anyone by being unhealed or limited in your own life yourself. Staying the same isn't an assistance to anyone. It's a hindrance to everyone from having different interactions that might open new experiences to them. And... 
as you heal. Also be ready for new folks to enter your life. If your family can't be a part of it right now, you'll probably find a fake family to fill the void. Your new brain will attract ones that meet it in a similar place and healthier relationships will be available to you. Meaning, on the other side, you will find folks who finally get it. And you have the option to reform better bounded relationships with the people who maybe never have. Meanwhile, you can rest easy knowing that you are not perpetuating the same cycle to your friends, partners, family, or coworkers, especially not to your children. And isn't that the biggest reason to put in the effort to break the cycle? I think one of the biggest doubts that we all face is parenting fear. How can we spare our kids from the same mental fate that befell us, especially when we talk about how automatic and instinctual these patterns become and how easily transmissible they are to others? How can we keep them from designing brains just like ours? Well, we really can't. That's just biology, behavioral science, brain development. It's going to happen. They're going to carbon copy many parts of their brain from yours. So the only answer is recovering that brain. Building a better one yourself so you can offer it as a model to those who follow. Give them some better blueprints for what living and relating can look like. Don't pass on the same plans as your family handed you. And it's never too late to do that. Just remember, nothing is permanent. The future isn't here yet. You're working on making it. There's always time to be who we know we truly are as our fullest, most authentic, most guttural selves. And that paves an easier way for every single person in our orb especially when it comes to those healing and designing healthy brains themselves. So, for what it's worth, I know people who've changed positively as adults from their parents changing positively in old age. It shook up the whole system and benefited everyone, especially in their relationship. So it's never too late. And... On that, it's never too late note, returning to our societal commentary for a second. Look, it's been a lot of rough, destabilizing, traumatic times. But still, our next generations have a sunnier outlook than those that came before. Yeah, maybe not geopolitically or environmentally yet. But with the number of folks who've been determined enough to understand who they are, why, and how it affects others, with the ability to transmit information, even through little DIY conversations about the reality of deeply dismissed issues, well, things are changing. The CPTSD conversation has grown enormously since three years ago when this project started. Childhood trauma and resulting brain operations are becoming table discussions more and more frequently these days. It's getting to become more accepted and openly conversed about. 
we have been making the first real effort to understand ourselves, maybe in all of human history, and to break these cycles. And we are taking that burden on our own heads and shoulders when it would be so much easier to just keep transmitting the same patterns. So, uh, so much for being part of a lazy, hedonistic, toxically individualized group of problem makers, huh? It sure seems like the opposite from where I stand. It looks to me like we're the ones putting in the hardest work, not only in the world, but in ourselves, and changing life for everyone around us as a result. Stepping up to the plate as our real selves to be less ass-hattish than the screamers and shamers who've made this world. And that is why your recovery matters. Why breaking the cycle is worth it if you ever doubt that you aren't enough of a reason yourself. Well, you are. And the impact that you have on the world will back that up. Trauma is transmissible and so is healing. Change your brain, change your life, change your relationships in that order. Maybe it'll mean a whole new world for everyone around you. Not one that falls into the same oppressive and scapegoating cycles. One that's led by a new understanding of brains and the ways they adapt so we can counteract their most traumatic perspectives and set up future generations with a lot more empathy safe personal connection, self-accountability, and better functioning equipment, and a new resulting world order, free from the common trauma culture that's been pulling us into a societal regression, can finally be birthed. At least, we can muffing hope. A little stabilization, healing, and integration around here would go a long way for all of us. All that it takes to make this come to fruition is everything you've got. Self-awareness, adaptive abilities, accountability, commitment to a different life for everyone around you, including you, healthier perspectives, and a whole lot of guts. Carrying the weight of the world on your brain isn't easy, and I see you. We in the recovery community all do. And I've got to say, we call you a real motherfucker. At any point when you start to doubt it, please remember, I love you. Your recovery is an ongoing challenge in so many ways. But you are never alone. You're not busted or broken, damaged, doomed, or dead yet. And I respect the fuck out of what you're doing. For everyone, no matter what your social sphere says. And I hope you do too. Hail the trek that you've stepped up to. Hail the effects it can have for everyone. For the world, if we think in big perspectives. For the reintegration of humankind. If we start behaving in ways that align with our actual, full, unfragmented selves for the change that recovery can create in the aftermath. Hail Archie, king of the fucking fort, running free forever. And always hail yourself.
Till next time, which could be a lot sooner than a year. Cheers, y'all, and take care of your motherfucking self out there. <sighs> That's it. We did it. We finished this. Got a little choked up at the end, but I can't believe it. Whew. All right. We out of here, and I will see you on the interwebs, my dudes. Non-gendered. Bye. Hey again, fuckers. I'm just popping in to mention some next steps that you can take to help yourself and this project to continue evolving. Got comments on anything presented here? Check out Spotify to answer community discussion questions for each show and to read responses from others. Subscribe to the private stream that's located there for a smattering of extra trauma talk episodes just to get a better idea of what we do here. Send in your voice recording or send an introductory DM wherever you find me. I love hearing from you and sharing your insights. For one of these avenues, just hit up Instagram at traumatized.motherfuckers and see semi-regular posts from me on all of the topics that we discussed here and beyond, especially that society trauma culture, bold nonsense, which has become a platform fave. If this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps this little land of misfit toys DIY effort enormously. And when you're ready to rethink how you think, to redraft your brain and make lifelong changes, I'll see you in the private community. Find it at patreon.com slash motherfuckers for hundreds of personal experience and academic research mashup episodes. If you're ready for it, jump into the closed-door Discord support community that you may have been looking for, full of folks who get it and are actively working towards their own recoveries. Why is it a closed community, you ask? To make sure that we're in a safe place where we have the resources we need for rewiring and none of the abuse re-immersion. That said, inflation may have rocked prices everywhere, but not here. Learn to support yourself and your life will flourish. Till then, take care out there, battling the cunt muffins rocking our inner and outer worlds. And I'll see you in the motherfucking fort. Hail yourself and cheers, y'all. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.